0: Welcome to the podcast, From Crisis to Connection. I'm Jeff Stewart, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist, and I'll be bringing the professional perspective.
1: I'm Jody Stewart, unlicensed wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, and neighbor, and I'll be bringing the regular, everyday perspective.
0: We are all about relationship recovery, and we'll tackle tough topics like infidelity, abuse, addiction, pornography, and betrayal trauma.
1: We also focus on helping you build stronger connections in your most important relationships. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Well, hello and welcome back to the podcast.
0: Yeah, welcome everyone. It's good to be with you once again for another week, another episode. Before we dive in, I want to tell you about a free course called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. A lot of couples, when they find themselves in a crisis don't know where to start. And I've created a free course that has several videos that will help you get your bearings for the person who's been betrayed, the person who broke the trust and for the couple. And you can download it using the link in the show notes. It's called the first steps to rebuilding trust. And we can send it to you immediately as soon as you click that link and send us your email address. We hope it's helpful to you in your trust building journey. Yes,
1: definitely. Okay. Blind spots. Yeah, our topic for the day.
0: Blind spots.
1: (sighs) Oh, So Man, elusive. It's
0: part of being human, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are.
0: There was an old marriage and family therapist, legendary one. Her name was Virginia Satir, and she was quite a character. But I remember in grad school, I read something where she just said, Well, we all have blind spots. She said, None of us can see our own backs. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, duh. Yeah. So to act like none of us have blind spots,
1: or only they do, and I can see theirs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, yeah, there. this is a question that comes up a lot, I think, with earnest people that are really trying to heal. They want to mm-hmm. clear out because there's been so many, I don't know, there's been so many experiences where you think you're doing great and then you're not.
1: Oh, sure. Right. Or you say
0: something and you're like, where did that come from? Or you have this reaction that's way strong. And huh, yeah. there's just so many things that trip us up in the day-to-day and in our relationships that yeah, it can can be unsettling to recognize that we still have blind spots and work to do. And I think it's understandable that we want to eliminate those.
1: Yes. I think it's interesting that you said that. I don't actually believe that they're all eliminatable. Oh, I agree. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm not suggesting. I think that's a human, I think it's a- Yeah. We're
1: like, okay, I'm going to get over this last hump (laughs) and then I will have it all (laughs) figured out.
0: Yeah. I wasn't saying that. Like I believe that we can. I just believe that it's normal that everybody wants to. I mean, we would love to just have smooth sailing. Right,
1: if I can just get there, yeah. If it's I can so arrive at this
0: place where I can just see everything clearly, I'm so enlightened. Yeah, like not a thing.
1: No, no, not a thing. A lifetime of work to do, but that keeps it interesting. <laughs> and I
0: think, and you know, I think it stands to reason that it's if if there are blind spots that are causing major damage, I think those can be eliminated.
1: Yes, we can eliminate blind spots. Uh huh. It's just not all, all of, of them. them. Yeah. <laughs> But one at a time as they rise yeah. to the top and become necessary, then yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: it's really wild because I don't know, you just, you get to a point, this is just, maybe this is just what's so wild about it for me is that I, there have been moments in my life where I really think like, I think I've got this. Yeah. You, I don't, Does that yeah. ever happened to you? Yeah. Right, you really feel pretty confident. And in the moment you might see everything clearly that you need to see right then for that moment.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: think there's some relief and it does feel good. Until like thirty minutes later, (laughs) but I think that's. I think that just accepting that reality to me is step one about blind spot work.
1: Okay, is making
0: peace with the fact that you're going to have blind spots, and to not believe there's some group of people out there
1: that doesn't have it. Right, that they're just out there,
0: super enlightened, self actualized, and aware. Yeah,
1: nobody can like meditate themselves out of that. (laughs) (laughs) It is just the human condition.
0: No, in fact, we there's a. It's great. We follow a, a certain meditation instructor that we just adore. And a lot of the instruction and so on was given at a time when this person did not have children. Mm-hmm. And we remember listening to this person teaching and talking about it. And we, we always were just like, man, why is this so hard for us to do? Because, you know, they would talk about this this practice, you know, almost like in a way living like in a monastery alone.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, then eventually- and We were like, that's so- Unattainable,
0: and then eventually, this person did get children and acknowledged that it's a lot tougher. And I think They're even Marie Kondo, like the Spark Joy lady,
1: yeah, said that
0: her stuff doesn't. She admittedly came out like years later and admitted that it doesn't work if you have children. Oh. Did you know that? <laughs> no. Yeah, so stuff like that. So I'm just like, right? Yeah. Blind spots are everywhere, even for people yeah. that are so. so certain and so clear on their stuff, which to me is very validating as a human. Just to know, okay, we're all in this together. Yes. Nobody sees everything clearly including ourselves all the time, yeah. which is fine.
1: Yeah. So you had some things to say about blind oh, yeah, spots and survival. I
0: just finished reading a really interesting book. My sons and I have a, with my dad, we have a book club <laughs> that we we do. We all pick a book and read it and talk about it. And we just finished a book called The Elephant in the Brain, which is a whole book on our ability to self-deceive. Hmm. And not only our ability, our hardwired like reflex to self-deceive. And they, And the author's Talked about how we are actually wired to not see ourselves clearly, which I thought was fascinating. Mm. And they said, because it's really for our survival. And so we're wired to not see the unpleasant parts of ourselves and to not even, even to oftentimes ignore them in others so that we can keep the peace and keep the group cohesive. A lot of it was based on social baseline theory, attachment, keeping things smooth, keeping the group together. Now, of course, there's outliers out there who are just always like noticing everything that's not right or Mm -hmm. in other people or whatever. But for the most part, we're kind of wired to self-deceive. We just are. And so it takes a lot of work and effort and humility and honesty and courage to notice and be willing to look at things about ourselves. And so we can lie to ourselves almost more reflexively than we would ever imagine. Yeah. Yeah. But what that book did for me was it really... Was a nice reality check and a good reminder that I don't always see things clearly. That I need to check my motives. That I need to slow down and recognize that, you know, the the reason I do things may not be the reason I think I'm doing them. Yeah. And there's just lots of ways that we have these blind spots. And and so that book was a really it was a really challenging and fun read to you know just call out and examine some of the ways that we fool ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in terms of what we can do though. I mean, if if we are hardwired to deceive ourselves, which is part of human nature, are there things we can do as we go along? And I, I see this question a lot with people that are trying to heal from destructive behaviors and wanting to just be more accountable and just be more healthy and just not do any more damage. Sure. So let's talk about just a few things that people can do to correct blind spots, identify and correct them.
1: Yes. Well, I think a primary issue that plays into this is that Blind spots only become a thing in relationship to other people. Cause if I'm I'm existing in you know, on my own and just meditating taking care by of yourself business. Or... Yeah. Yeah. And just going about my world, just me, everything I do makes sense to me. And I nothing will bring to my attention that something is out of line until I come into contact with other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I mean, you can certainly self-sabotage by yourself without interacting with others, but the consequences are generally in relation to others. I agree.
1: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's where we start to see, oh, this is somebody has a response to me that I, I don't know if I like it or it dials up something in me. And that's when we can start to look at what's there. Mm-hmm. And if we're, you know, it might be just them and their blind spot. It might be a combination of blind spots. But that's when we start, those are the opportunities that come up for us is when in relation to other people. And it doesn't have to be people that we're close to.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like that business principle or the, you know, kind of this sales marketing principle where you develop a product and you get it out to market as quickly as possible, even if it's not totally what you think it should be, Hmm. because you're just wanting people to start reacting to it.
1: Okay. And And then then you can like dial it. Then
0: you can dial it in. Hmm. And so you're actually going out there recognizing that it may fail and that there'll be a lot of feedback. And so from a business marketing, it's much more impersonal, Yes, at least for a lot of businesses. They're just like, they just want people to see and hold and look at and use this product or thing. Mm -hmm. But the whole purpose of it is to collect feedback and to recognize that they've got blind spots. They're too close to it. Mm -hmm. They think it's a great thing, but they don't know if it'll fly or not. Mm -hmm. And so they, you know, so I think like you're saying, opening ourselves up, starting to interact with other people. This is where people, a lot of people are afraid to attend a group, for example,
1: Oh, because Whether it's group there's going to be group. some feedback. Oh, yeah. Whether it's overt or mm-hmm. covert, we're going to be receiving messages about yeah. who we are
0: uh-huh. in relationship to other people. Yes. And yeah, you get more eyes on you. You get more feedback and more, you know, I think <laughs> yeah. that's why it's hard to public speak. I think we just have a sense that we're going to feel exposed. And in some ways, that's a really good thing because it does reveal a lot of, of who we are. Now, of course, people may be wrong or they may misunderstand sure. or judge, but- it's still great feedback to look at and think about and consider to a degree.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, in terms of discovering blind spots, that's a great place to start. Is how are Engage how are life. you being received? Yeah. Any and everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting, and the feedback shows up in lots of forms. You know, it can be body language, it can be comments. Most people don't. You know, sometimes it's just people avoiding you or passive aggressiveness. But there's just so many ways that we bump into other people and, and hear things and talk about things that I, I think there's just opportunities everywhere for us to receive feedback. Some of us, you know, if you're listening to this, you might be a sensitive person who's just takes in everything and cares so deeply what other people think that it could be paralyzing. We're not talking about that.
1: No, no. Because not all feedback doesn't weigh the same.
0: No. And you probably have already a heightened sense of self-awareness and anxiety around yes, that. Um, yes. So- if you're someone that's really wanting to s- understand your blind spots and look at that, just recognize that that's a piece of information. It's a place to get it. Yeah. Not everybody's going to determine who you are or, or what, you're in, what your right. mistakes are, but it's all information. So you can at least use it and like yes. check it against mm-hmm. maybe what you already know about yourself or what other people mm-hmm. have said.
1: Yeah. How it lines up with your core values.
0: But just to go through life, to me, this is a blind spot to go through life believing that you don't care or you don't even you're not affected by what anybody thinks or feels about you. I mean, maybe Taylor Swift can get away with that to a degree. Mm, I don't know. Not
1: really, because she's working it <laughs> enough to have she's paying millions attention. of yeah. fans. So. so
0: yeah, that's true. So a lot of a lot of times it seems like there's people out there who just don't have to don't care. To it's like, care. you know, and it's a popular thing to act like we're not affected. We are. We are. We live in a relationship, we live in community. And so and part of why I think living in communities makes us more healthy is because there are those checks and balances with our blind spots.
1: Yes. But this is part of why this is tricky also is because just because like communities are okay with something doesn't even mean that it's like a best practice.
0: Yeah, that's true. So that's a good nuance. I'm glad you said that.
1: So, you know, we don't always just want to, to just be referencing the community. Am I in a good place? Is this all good? Yeah.
0: I think it's just all parts of the same puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope you don't grab onto any one piece of this and and assume like, well, this is how I'm going to get my, this is my one method for getting my blind spots identified. Yeah. People, our our whole theme on this first point is just people. People are Mm -hmm. a great way to like, just check yourself. And some of the sources need to be really like considered or rejected because they're just not. But I'm also really careful about recognizing that some people, even your enemies might might see things about you that maybe are less than savory and you need to look at that Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And then personal reflection.
1: Yeah, which is a really important piece, yeah. but also a real slippery place mm-hmm. because innately we don't want to we just don't want to see ourselves as as having any
0: mm-hmm.
1: any problems or not seeing anything clearly. But yeah, taking giving yourself time and room for important personal matters and personal growth opportunities to become present and clear. That's a big deal because yeah. we can just move through life so quickly and absent-mindedly that we don't see that we're not paying any attention and then we'll just haul around a bunch of blind spots with us. Yeah. And I
0: think that personal reflection time allows you to take the interactions and experiences you're having with other people, community, culture, enemies. Yeah. <laughs> Re- things you're reading, things you're picking up on all the day to day, I think. I think there's. It's critical to have a time and space to be in our bodies, to be in our spirits, to slow down, and sort and, and organize and make sense of of all of that. That to me is the material we work with in personal reflection.
1: Mm-hmm. And those are the times when we can like get a sense of congruence inside ourselves mm-hmm. for feedback that we're receiving, and if it if it aligns with what really matters to us, and how we're affecting the people we're really close to and that we care about and yeah so yeah that's a big one and that can be terrifying to really yeah. allow yourself to go to personally reflect to that degree to expose the self deception cuz none of us want to see some of those truths about us but they're there yeah and so what we're talking about is just doing the work of Getting clear on them, acknowledging them, working those things out in ourselves as opposed to just carrying them all around. Yeah. All the time.
0: I think there's a lot of power in also observing other people's lives as a way to understand our own blind spots. This is one of the powerful things mm. about group like 12-step groups or group therapy oh, or sure. You know, any kind of group or or community is you're listening to other people's stories, you're watching them, you're you're understanding. Where they're coming from, and, and I think that that's a great opportunity to do some self-reflection and to and to ask those questions. Am, am I like that? Do I do that? And really examine the mistakes and the mishaps, and and so on. Whether it's in a, on, on a national scale, like in the in the news, or on an interpersonal level, as you hear people's lives and stories, I think it's always important to to just do some self-check there, just to sort of look at and understand that all of us are capable of a lot of things that we may not think we are and to really be open to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that is one of the the really lovely consequences of giving energy to looking at blind spots in groups or personally, but it, it can increase our sense of compassion for ourselves in the experiences mm-hmm. that we have and the way we respond to them and to others also. right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it is
1: a better way of being Mm -hmm. as a human at all.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Hopefully you find some reassurance in this that number one, you're never going to eliminate our blind spots, nor, you know, to me, that's not the goal. Yeah. I think it's important to stay close to the people who really are invested in us, care about us, love us. They'll reflect back our blind spots through just the day-to-day interactions. We'll see stuff, they'll, Mm -hmm. they'll react to us and there'll probably be patterns. And so we need to slow down and look at that. And sometimes it may take dozens, if not more passes and opportunities to really understand how we're coming off to others. And these things get worked out. This is the work of marriage. This is the work of family life. Mm-hmm. Our most productive feedback and work will be in those settings because that's where we have the most contact. Yeah. But boy, there's some, a lot of other places where we can gather it and look at it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's, it's important just to be open but not consumed by it. Yeah. To be humble, but just not devastated by it. Right. Because there's a lot about you and me and you that's working.
1: Yeah, well. yeah, and that's really beautiful, and mm-hmm. and makes a lovely contribution to the world.
0: Most of these things are, you know, there are maybe some big things that need to change, and those are usually pretty obvious. But the blind spot work to me is really a fine tuning lifetime commitment.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This
0: makes us more palatable.
1: Sure, to ourselves and and each other. Yeah, it just
0: kind of greases the wheels. Yeah. So hopefully this has been an engaging discussion for you to think about, and we just appreciate you being with us every single week.
1: Yes, we do. So thanks once again, and we'll see you next time.